Life's a game, the world's a stage, and we are merely role players, where theatrical people play role playing games. I'm Matt, I'm your compare for this backstage episode from our main house production, uh, and I'm joined backstage uh, by Ellen. Welcome. Hello. So, Ellen, the uh, the purpose of this episode is uh, when we did your character creation for Jess Butterworth, mm-hmm. uh, we were introduced to a another character that comes with her. Yeah, you buy one, get one free. Yeah, her, her mysterious spirit guide. Mm. And the very first thing is that we, we never named that character in the uh, character creation episode. Yep. Um, and then there are a few other unanswered questions that I have about that character before we meet them in the game. Okie dokie. So I thought we'd do do a little recording where we, we put some... Not necessarily flesh on the bones, because this is an insubstantial character. But. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> let's let's recap first of all what we what we know about them, because actually I have conflicting notes about this. Oh, okay. Um, so when we created Jess, we had to pick three tags for her dark side, mm. and like how how this the, the relationship with the spirit guide character is is represented. Now, I've got noted down that we, we went with rage and dark bargains, but then I have two different versions of, the, of, the, of my note where either we picked poor impulse control or greed for power as the third one. What, what do your notes say and what do you remember it being? Uh, I remember it being um, uh, poor impulse control. That was yeah. it. Okay. Poor impulse control. Because I Great. think the choice was between rage and uh, greed for power. And I was like, I can't have both. That would make me terrible. So, yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay. So it's rage, dark bargains, poor impulse control are yes. our kind of keywords uh, yes. for this. Um, and that, that kind of describes what your spirit guide wants of you or mm. demands of you in exchange for the powers that, that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's our starting point. It's been who knows how long it is in podcast time since since between this and the character creation episode for us it's been about six months maybe Mm -hmm. seven has a name bubbled up in that time yes okay Um, so i think the name that jess knows this this spirit by is not necessarily its true name is the name that it has presented to her Mm -hmm. um and that name is Kit. Okay. I like it. Okay. And do they, uh, do you have pronouns for this? No. <laughs> Inhuman so, character? The way that I'm seeing this, um, this spirit is they are a manifestation of everything that Jess holds most high. So it, what she sees is not necessarily their actual nature. They've, tapped into something in her and Jess is this character who desperately wants to leave this town before she finds out there's actually interesting things going on she feels like she's better than this place she wants to be bigger she thinks she's the coolest kid in town and this spirit finds something in her that is really um, vulnerable to be taken advantage of so I think they present to her as this ultra cool i'm imagining kind of genderless sort of neuromantic figure who tells her she's special who tells her you're like me 
do what I say. I'll, I'll show you the way. And because Jess doesn't particularly like people, she's, uh, she's mm-hmm. quite antisocial. She's, I think, possibly had some latent psychic abilities yeah. she, because she can read people. She doesn't particularly like, she's not very friendly, but she gets people. She understands them. So there was an element of something of that about her even before Kit came on the scene. I imagined so. Yeah. So she was kind of, that's maybe that's why she was targeted. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, So there's this kind of, this vulnerability in that ability that she didn't know she had. And this spirit has, has tapped right into that. Because I think generally she is quite cynical Mm -hmm. about people in general. So this character has to really have some kind of allure to her. Um, And I think that allure is a promise that she is as special and as cool as she thinks she is. Um, And they can show her the way, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I really like this this idea of like it's a it's a supernatural being uh, and everything is very very magical about it but the sort of the dynamic of the relationship is still that quite grounded recognizable like uh cool slightly older uh person who yes. um who you want to be like and totally. who yeah who who eggs you on to do things that you might not otherwise do that exactly. might be a bit reckless. <laughs> Yep. So yeah, that's the image I think that Jess is seeing. I'm not I don't necessarily want to say what mm-hmm. the true nature is because Jess doesn't know. So I don't know. Yeah, and I th- I yeah. think that that's one of the like a lot of um a lot of what we do in these games is we we play the game to find these things out. Exactly. We don't we don't decide them in advance. So I'm happy to leave what is Kit's true form? What even is Kit? Is Kit a mm. ghost or a fairy or a, a, mm-hmm. a spirit? All of those questions we can we can discover in the moment because I think it's yeah. more exciting that way. And what on earth does he want with Jess Butterworth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, what what dark bargains will be struck? Mm. Um, so you taught you mentioned uh, appearance, the kind of like new romantic uh, style. So yes. When when Kit appears to Jess, they do. Uh, there is uh, like a she does see something physical. Is it like a humanoid appearance? I yes, that I imagine so. I okay, imagine so. yeah. So gen- genderless, new romantic style. Yeah, we can we can work <laughs> with that. That's uh, an aesthetic, isn't it? <laughs> it certainly is. Um, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see again. We can discover whether Kit is able to or ever wants to appear to anybody else Mm. um and what they might look like if they did uh, whether they'd look the same or not oh that would be fun but yep yeah for the moment it's definitely jess's imaginary friend yes (laughs) (laughs) oh dear um logistically speaking uh Mm. who who do you want to play kit do you want me to play kit so we can bounce off each other or do you want to play kit so you have total control over what they do i imagined that you would be playing kit okay yeah i'm very happy to do that yeah i just think that would be more fun (laughs) (laughs) otherwise it's just going to be me talking to myself for a long time and that's going to be weird yeah that's the disadvantage of doing that i mean there's comedy potential in that (laughs) there really is there really is (laughs) um i just think that 
it, it leaves a bit for Jess as a character. If I'm one, I'm playing her. Um, for me to not really know what's going on, and for you to have that in your kind of playground, yeah, I think is so much more fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there Kit, you go. Kit can surprise <laughs> Jess more if if yeah. Kit isn't coming out of your head. I guess exactly. Yeah, yeah. There you okay. go. I've just given you a character. All right. Yes, yes, you have. And do you, do you have any notes for me on the uh, the vocal qualities? Do you have no. a, an idea in your head about voice? No, or do you want to leave that to me? artistic choice. <laughs> okay, well, I'll take the brief of uh, a cool older kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I remember from the, from the character creation episode, one of the things that you said was that they present as somebody who's, who's quite sweet and nice at first mm. until, they, until they don't get what they want or until they... Yes. Um, sort of become more forceful and, and take control. So that yes. will be an interesting thing to work with as well. That was kind of, I was playing off the, uh, the kind of the idea of the fae and the fairies in a lot of sort of uh, literature and mythology, these incredibly powerful creatures. And I'm not necessarily saying that Kit is a, a fairy necessarily, sure. but there's a glamour and there's a mm-hmm. charm that is incredibly alluring um, almost like a siren to whoever they're focusing that at, but that can snap. And um, what is hidden beneath that and what their actual motives are and their true selves uh, can be really quite different. So that was, that was the idea I had. Okay. Yeah. Head. Just, just, just giving me the challenge of playing an incredibly charismatic character. <laughs> yeah, you can do it. Just be yourself. Just be yourself. <laughs> Everybody admires this person and everyone just wants to do what they say. Just play that. <laughs> it's within your range (laughs) well thank you i'm very flattered to hear that there you go you're welcome you're so welcome there are some sort of details that again you could feel very free to answer this question with let's with i don't know let's find out in the session Mm -hmm. itself but um i'm interested in whether we think there's a because there's a there's there is a timing coincidence between um jess's brother disappearing and Jess discovering all of her brother's effects and learning about magic and things from his notes and mm. Kit coming on the scene. So do we want to leave that as a mysterious coincidence or do we want to make any kind of explicit ties between like, was there something in Tom's notes that might have attracted or summoned Kit? I very much thought that could be a nice mystery, not necessarily one that we have to answer, but sure. um, no, immediately. But um, I think it's a coincidence, one that maybe Jess has noticed, but mm-hmm. she is willfully ignoring because, <laughs> because Kit is so alluring and gives her so much newfound power. There's a kind of a block there. She's trying to keep the two things separate. That's interesting. That'll be a that'll be a nice sort of character thread to pull on <laughs> <laughs> that denial. Yep. Yeah. And uh, again might be something that we just find out as we go do you have any inkling in your head of and so i'm asking this question basically because you're giving me control of this character to some extent Mm. and i don't want to end up uh going in a direction that you are unhappy with do you have any kind of inkling in your head of like what kit's end game is nope no none nope that's cool that's so good that you've created this character that has such sway over you with no well, inkling of what they want. 
I've, I just from if I'm playing Jess, I don't want to. I don't want to know. No. What that because I want to be playing it completely like as I find it. If you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great, and I love that you're sort of happy enough to just kind of freewheel it that way. Yep. <laughs> just, just see what go. happens. Here's the character and some mysteries. All yours. <laughs> Do with them as you will. So the last thing that I think it's worth working out is um, we you you have uh, given me the the great gift of saying that when when Kit is unhappy or, or when Kit really wants something, Kit fully takes possession of Jess. Mm-hmm. So just in terms of how we play that in the game. Do you have an idea of how you want that to run? Because I, I, what I don't want to happen is um, as the result of a role or just as the result of a, a, a moment where it makes sense, Kit takes control and Ellen, the player, is kind of written out for a bit or has oh, no I control what over saying. what happens. So mm. how, do we, how do we make sure if Kit takes control of Jess, how do we make sure that you're still having fun playing? I guess if you as Kit, when, when that, if, if and when that happens, mm. were to sort of say what Kit does, what he wants, I keep mm. saying he, I imagine yeah. them genderless, um, <laughs> what, they, what they want to happen, what they are hoping to achieve, uh, then maybe I can play out what it physically feels like mm-hmm. to be inside Jess's body as it it's it's behaving in a, it's not in her control yeah so it's a sort of a double hander together yeah that sounds yeah. good does that make sense yeah i think so and it, it might be quite a nice reversal of the the normal way things work where mm. jess is doing things and kit is maybe commenting or offering suggestions that yes. suddenly there's a reversal of actually kit is the one acting and all jess can do is comment and mm. yes plead <laughs> whatever yeah exactly and that, that i mean there might be nice moments where there is a kind of a battle for power between you know the two characters of who actually gets their objective yeah It'd be lovely if there was a dice roll for that i was gonna say i think there probably are <laughs> that there are ways that we can do that there's the kind of the basic act under pressure move Mm. which is kind of a catch-all for stuff that there isn't a, another rule for that I think would be, or, or um, one thing I could try and do is um, the game does suggest that when there's situations that aren't covered by the moves but that you think are going to come up a lot you mm. can write a custom move for it oh wow cool so we <laughs> we could do like a custom Jess battles for control of her own body move <laughs> yes <laughs> that would be so fun yep okay Let's cool we'll have a think about that i imagine mm. that because if we do it with the basic act under pressure um which is like you know try to do something while being while someone else is trying to prevent you doing it then that's a plus cool mm. but but trying to take repossession of your own body feels a bit more weird to me yes it does indeed and i know jess is better at weird she is <laughs> she is it's her whole persona yep yeah yeah i could see that that working if we if we do if i put together a custom move to run by you it might be something like you know if you if you get a full success you take control back if you take get a a failure then kit just gets to do what they want without 
any kind of hindrance and on a mixed maybe you get to kind of like temper the effects of what they're trying to do yeah. or something along those lines i mean if you're up for that that sounds really good 100 percent. i think that'd be a really fun way to handle it yeah wicked nice okay well now now i have to make sure that kit tries to take control <laughs> so that we can get use out of that yeah i'm sorry i've handed you so much here you go so much <laughs> stuff <laughs> yeah no i think it's gonna be great cool um, i'm excited yeah so that that's all the stuff that i had that i that i'd been concerned about or want, wanted to make sure that we sorted out before before jess appears on stage was there anything mm. that you wanted to um any other details that have come to you since um since we did the backstage episode or anything else that you think we need to sort out how it's going to work no i think that was the main stuff um so as you said the first recording was many many months ago so <laughs> having had a chance to listen to that back though that that was the main kind of like empty question mark bubble and i feel yeah i'm really happy with with what we've come up with there brilliant me too excellent uh well jess was already ready to play but now kit is as well Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> fabulous This has been Vigil, a main house production from Nearly Role Players. It stars Natalie Winter as Gwyneth, Marta da Silva as Harper, Ellen Gould as Jess Butterworth, and Chris Buxey as Calisteria Softbinding. I'm Matt Boothman, and I play the supporting cast. Editing and sound designer by me, and the theme music is by Alexander Pankhurst. We were playing Monster of the Week, a role-playing game by Michael Sands, published by Evil Hat Productions. You can find Monster of the Week at genericgames.co.nz. Merely Role Players is a Foggy Outline production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Until next time, if drama be the food of life, play on.